Welcome to the BYOB podcast. Before you crack open that cold one, I should clarify. This is the Build Your Own Business podcast, your go-to place for all the marketing, mindset, and strategies needed to build a successful and profitable online business. My name is Shania, and I'm a marketer, business coach, and lover of all puns. I felt unfulfilled at my 9-to-5 and as if I was meant to do way more than any job description would allow. So I started an online coaching business and you guessed it, I haven't looked back. If you are ready to build a career that you're crazy passionate about, doesn't have you counting down the days until you retire, and lets you BYOB, be your own boss, then this is the podcast for you. Grab a pen and notebook and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Own Business podcast. So you guys know that on the BYOB podcast, obviously I cover a lot of different topics that are associated with building your own business, whether it's mindset shifts you have to make or strategies that will help you get your business to where you want it to be. And today I have the wonderful Jazz from Zenroco, and we're going to be discussing how to start a business you're 100% aligned with and how to find your zone of genius. So to start things off, Jazz, can you just share what inspired you to start your business? Yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, It's really, really great to be here. And yeah, so what inspired me? Well, to tell you the truth, I've been an entrepreneur my like my whole, I guess, adult life. Uh, I dabbled in multiple businesses over the years. I've failed and I've succeeded and everything in between. So it's really, I feel like part of my DNA to be an entrepreneur. I love working for myself. I love the freedom. I love making my own decisions. Um, but I also like to work in a startup environment. So I do a lot of like my career is really based on working in startups. And then on the side, I've always dabbled in a couple of businesses because I just love experimenting and trying new things and, you know, working with different people. So, I mean, it, to answer your question, it's really just a part of my part of my DNA and who I am as a person. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And so what drew you to specifically helping nine to fivers start a business and how did you decide mm-hmm. on your niche? Well, I find that, um, well, a lot, everybody, you know, we're all conditioned uh, from very young, from society, from our parents, from, from just everyone around us. Hey, like you need to go to school, you need to get a degree and you need to get yourself a nine to five because that is life. And that's what we all signed up for. So inevitably we all do that. Like we all go through those steps. We all check list, you know, check off boxes. And once we get there, like a couple years in, maybe one or two, three years in, we're just like, wait a second, like, is this really what I want? Like, is I'm not, I don't feel fulfilled. I don't want to spend my life paying bills and like, you know, losing weight, which is a a saying that I heard, but (laughs) you know, it's just, and then wait for the, like a promotion or or help someone else build their dreams when it's not really who I am or who, you know, I, what I desire or imagine for myself. So that, I mean, I find that really, I mean, it's, it's, it's sad to, to have to, to um, reach that point in our lives where we've been conditioned to be a certain way. And then no one told us, Hey, like, why don't you do something you're interested in? <laughs> you know? Um, so I, I'd like to, to, to be a resource and be a, someone who's there for, for these individuals and be like, Hey, there is another way. Like, you know, we can get you out of this. We can figure out 
what you like, what, you know, what your burning desire is, what you want to do and make it happen. So that's really what what drew me to this audience. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with that. I think that nine to fives have for too long been considered the the only way that you can make Mm -hmm. a living and the only way that you can make a career. And I, I really love that over the last few years and probably probably with the pandemic too, like entrepreneurship and online businesses have really taken off. And I think that's definitely the right trajectory that we should be heading down these days. And and there's not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I know people love working nine to five and and we need those people. Mm -hmm. We need those people. Don't quit your jobs. Like if you (laughs) love what you do, stay there. But this is really for people who desire something different. Yeah, exactly. And so as you mentioned before, like your entire adult life, you've kind of started multiple businesses and you decided not to continue down that nine to five path. And you, you highlighted so many reasons that people um, kind of see in their, in, you've highlighted so many reasons that people can recognize in themselves that maybe that's not the life that they're cut out for. So what was it about the nine to five that, um, that you didn't want to do? Well, I mean, I do still work um, full time, but so I'm not going to say like, I like full disclosure, I'm, I'm not like a full time entrepreneur, but that's also a choice that I made because I do work for in the startup world. Like I'm, I'm, I do growth for startups and that's part of my career and something I really enjoy. So I just want to put that out there. <laughs> um, but, uh, just to answer your question, um, I think that like, corporate life and I tried corporate life there, there's a huge difference between corporate life and working for a startup like it's mm-hmm. day or night uh like startup is like flexible you, you you do your own projects you you have a voice and you can you know uh contribute so much more you have equity in the company like you have a piece of it so it's a whole different world corporate is like you get a paycheck not five o'clock you leave and there's all these politics and paperwork and procedures and security stuff that you have to add on. And then on top of that, you have to manage people and their relationships. So, I mean, that whole corporate life just did not, it just didn't mesh with me. Like I I got caught up in politics and like the way that you have to speak and dress and, and be, and then you almost have to be, you're molded into something that you're not because it's expected of you. And some people are just not cut out for that. And that's okay. Like I, you know, it's okay. Like, I think ultimately you have to be yourself. You have to be authentically you. And if nine to five is not you, then just don't do it. Like there's so many other things that you can do with your life. And for me, that came early on where I, I tried and, you know, I, and everything you, you have to try to see if you like it or not like it. And that's something I tried. And I was like, you know, I, I, I liked starting businesses. I like working for startups. I like, I like that life. So that's, that's where I am. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love what you said about finding something that really sits well with you. And mm. in both of our cases, we're both working nine to five still, and we are, we're both building these businesses on the side. And I know for so many people starting an online business, you always hear that like the end goal for so many people is to quit their nine to five and go all mm-hmm. in with it. But for a, a majority of people, and for some people that I've even interviewed on this podcast in the past, building an online business isn't, it's not their end goal. They don't want it to become their full-time career, but they like having the flexibility of being able to work in a nine to five or even like a part-time job, as well as having this to kind of supplement their income or just have a different type of work that they can be focusing on. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's not really my goal. It's always been like, I've always told myself, 
it would be really cool to have a choice, you know, like mm-hmm, if one day I was like, you know what, this is not, I really don't want to do this anymore. I just want to work on my own stuff. But, and I have that choice cause I'm making enough money. And, um, you know, so that's always been a really nice goal for me, uh, to consider. So I, I definitely agree with, with the other guests you had that yeah, it doesn't I have think- to be the be all or end all. Yeah, I think having that option is a huge mm-hmm. draw for so many people. And so when it comes to starting an online business, first, I think there's so much excitement behind it because you are creating that opportunity for you to have a choice on how you want to build your future. But then I also think that it comes with a certain level of fear because it really hits you mm-hmm. and it just starts to feel more real once you decide to embark on this new journey. And so I'm just curious, like, why do you think it's so hard for people to take action when deep down they know that they don't belong in a nine to five or that there's more for them out there? Well, it's, it's so comforting. It's comforting to get a biweekly paycheck straight to your account. It's, you, you feel safe. Like you go to bed knowing that, Hey, I have money in the bank and um, you know, I don't have to put myself out there. Like, you know, cause with, starting a business, it's really a course in personal development. Like you have to put yourself out there. You have to tell people, Hey, I'm selling this. And there's a lot of fear around that. Like this fear of being seen. Like what is my friend, my, my long lost friend from high school going to think of me starting this business, you know, like, or up to like something serious, like what is my partner going to think? Or what are my parents going to think? Like, it's so much easier to, to like keep my head down, work on my nine to five, know that I'm getting paid and like just be safe and comforted in, in that, you know, hope. But uh, yeah, like, so there's all these fears that come up, like fear of failure is another huge one where it's like, yeah, I'm going to try this, but am I actually going to succeed? And then there's the shame. Like, what if I don't make it? Then people are going to say, like, I told you so. So, I mean, the list can go on and on really. Like there's so many fears the, I mean, fear of judgment, fear of failure are one of the top ones. Um, others are like fear of not knowing, like not knowing where to mm-hmm. start and being overwhelmed or fear of like imposter syndrome or, or fr- being a, like a fraud. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Who, who am I to do this? So, I mean, there's like, it, it is overwhelming when you look at all the fears, to be honest. And, and then and there's the fears, but then there's also limiting beliefs that come along with it, like not feeling good enough to even pursue anything uh, is a huge one. And I think a lot of women actually suffer from that. It's just like not feeling good enough. Um, and like, yeah, so that's kind of what we have to battle in order to, to start a business really. Yeah. And I think so much of that fear comes from entrepreneurship kind of being a new, a new pathway for people. And there's not a whole bunch of people out there that maybe we know in our in our like personal lives who have really succeeded in building a business and becoming mm-hmm. their own boss and so that comfort and that luxury of having such a consistent paycheck and just such a consistent schedule can be super comforting for people but i think mm-hmm. that um just to add on to what you were saying even if we don't work on our goals like even if we know that we're not meant for a nine to five but we have all of this fear and we're letting it control our decision to like not start yet even though our goal is to maybe not have a nine to five or to start something on the side, if we don't, if two years from now, you know, you're, if two years from now, like you haven't, you're still kind of procrastinating starting, that's still going to be a goal that you have. And that goal isn't ever Mm -hmm. going to go away, whether you decide to start or not. 
That's so true. Oh man, you really hit the nail there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you also talked a lot about how starting a business is really like a a journey to find out more about who you are and Mm -hmm. to have a lot of personal growth. So can you explain that concept a little bit more? Yeah, for sure. Um, like uh, this kind of touches almost on spirituality and that might be like a buzzword or like kind of like a ah word for a lot of people where they're like, wait a second, that's religion or I'm, I don't, I don't want to talk about spirituality. So, but I, it's really not religious. It's just, I like to, to consider spirituality when we talk about personal ve- development and mindset, because spirituality is really just a journey to the soul like the soul being like your inner self and what you truly desire your authenticity and what you're here on this earth to do which essentially is like starting a business and doing something you really love so there is that connection there and the more we really truly understand our desires and what our soul wants and what our purpose is the more successful we'll be so uh, I, that's how I kind of, I connect to all the dots there. Um, but I think I, I went off in my own little world for a second. So I think there was more to the question. <laughs> no, I think you actually but, hit it pretty, pretty, pretty right on. Okay. Um, I think that like, it, it's such building a business and one that's like successful and one that you want to work with long-term, it really does come down to working on your mindset and mm-hmm. figuring out where your limiting beliefs stem from and why you're thinking that. Because as you were saying before, like there's so much fear that comes with starting a business, but if you're constantly worried about what your friends think or what, or your ability to succeed, like that's really going to hinder your ability oh, yeah. to achieve your goals. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's, that's kind of what I'm all about. That's like my philosophy of what I do and what the message I want to share with the world is really like work on your mindset first before you start a business. Cause you're not going to get anywhere if you care about what Becky thinks, you know, like. <laughs> exactly. Do you think like in those initial months, like maybe in the first three months of someone starting a business, it is possible to start a business and set it up for success if you haven't maybe worked through a lot of those limiting beliefs? Because I know so many people really prefer working on the strategy first, but I know oh, they yeah. kind of both have to go hand in hand. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying like everybody's unique in their own approaches. Like if I'm not saying it's not impossible. Like, of course you can set, you can start a business, but ultimately what is starting a business? Is it like, what is your goal? Are, are we talking three months and you're making good money that you can quit your job? Are we talking about like setting up all of the like websites and Instagrams and all that great stuff? Like there's so many things that are involved in, in, in this like concept of starting a business, right? So for me, when I talk about like, you need your mindset in check before you can begin, I kind of um, talk, like, I, I have a, like, it's a combination really of being able to do all of the strategy um, and then also all of the putting yourself out there and then along with getting clients. So there's, there's like a three prong step process there. And if you don't have your mindset in check, one of those processes is going to stop you. And like, I'm really good at like tech and, and like setting things up. So I, I wouldn't have any issues with, with mindset, like right off the bat, like a couple of years ago, I wanted to start something. So for me, like I could sit and like put up a website and do the content and be ready. But then when it comes to like, this was like years ago, when it comes to when launching it and putting it out there, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. 
because my mindset was just like, no, like this is, this is not right. Like, or you need to, like, we can't do this. So that's where I got stuck. So, I mean, that could be different for a lot of people. Like some people have money blocks mm-hmm. where they can set everything up, put themselves out there, but then they can't ask for the sale or they don't think they deserve the money. So there's like, there's so many things that we have to work through before we can be successful. Exactly. And I think that's why being an entrepreneur and being a coach is such a journey as well, because it's going to be really high highs and then like really low lows. And it's this roller coaster journey of you trying to figure out what is holding you back and how to overcome those obstacles, whether you've kind of self-imposed them or whether they're external obstacles. Mm-hmm. Hey coach, I know you're loving this episode, but I had to interrupt it to tell you all about my invisible to visible one-on-one program. Are you a new coach in the first year of your business and struggling to sign your first client? My Invisible to Visible program teaches new coaches just like you how to attract consistent clients by showing up on video effectively and converting them just by being yourself and leveraging your personality to sell. This four month program is for the new coach who is craving to stand out in their industry, fill up their offers with dream clients and book out their services. In this program, I will help you go from overwhelmed and confused to a confident and empowered visibility queen that consistently sells out her services by simply showing up as herself and implementing magnetic marketing strategies. If you are a new coach and you are ready to sign consistent clients, but you're scared of showing up on camera, you're confused what content to post or how to stand out, then click the link in the show notes to apply and get ready to become way more visible. So building a business, it really all comes down to our energy and how we feel aligned with something or figuring out like what we want to work on. So how do you build a business that you're really aligned with? Mm -hmm. I mean, right off the bat, it has to be something you love to do, (laughs) right? Like you have to be interested in it, like something that you can do for free without anybody paying you, which is, you know, find that thing. Like you're... The whole thing about starting a business, there's two ways to look at it. You either want to make your goal making money or you want to do this as like a passion first. And then, yeah, maybe it will make money down the line. And if your like goal is to make money, that's a whole different like thought process. That's like open a drop shipping website or like do some freelancing gigs. That's like money, right? But like, if you want to do like a long-term like passion project that turns into like something really interesting and inspiring and and like life-changing and, and, you know, that kind of big idea vision, then it has to be something you're passionate about, you love. And then, but also the other two very important pieces along that is it has to be something that people want, like a pain or a desire that people would pay for. And then, um, so yeah, pay, sorry, there's three parts. So the, the idea you love people there to pay. F- and then, yeah, the thing is people who would want it, but then also you can make money off of it. So money, people, and, and passion are really the three things that you need at, like right off the bat in order to be really aligned with the business. And then, um, you know, I, like you mentioned earlier, like you're going to have high highs and low lows. Like some days you're going to be like, I hate this. I want to shut it down or I want to quit. Like that's completely normal. But those types of days are not days you can work on your business. Like any negative energy, like is not like a time for you to be like, okay, now I'm going to write this sales email or I'm going to be on Instagram. 
So it's like your energy and is so important with your, with your own business. And you always have to be mindful of what type of energy you're putting into your business. And if it aligns with success and, and positivity and getting clients and all that great stuff. Mm -hmm. I think knowing your why, like the reason that you actually want to start a business mm -hmm. in the first place is so important for those days when you don't have any motivation or you just have all of this negative energy in you, because that's going to be the thing that really drives your motivation to continue working on your business and not give up. Oh yeah. The why is, is that's such a good point. The why is so important and it's, it's something that I, I consider for myself every day and it's like uh, the way that I like to describe it is something that really hits you like in a very emotional thing that is close to you um, that like allows you to keep going forward and, and gives you that reason to be like, okay, I'm doing this because of X and that means so much to me and this is so important to me. So definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this reminded me of something you said earlier, but you were talking about how you have to have a lot of passion for something and you have to know that or you have to find people out there who are um, who are willing to hear about it or are willing to pay for mm -hmm. these services. And I yeah. think another important thing to remember is that sometimes we have this idea that we think is amazing, but we think that there's nobody out there who would benefit from it or anybody out there who actually cares about it. But I think that you can always find people out there who are struggling with something that you want to solve. Oh, yeah. And it's really just about how you market yourself and how you get your business to go right in front of them. Yeah. And you know what? The opposite is true as well. Like, some people might think, oh, there's too many people in this thing that I want to do. Like the market is saturated. I can't do this. But the thing is the way your own unique authenticity is, is like completely different than everybody else and cannot be copied. So you're bringing your own flavor to it. And there is an audience for you and people are waiting for you to do it. Exactly. And your personality mm -hmm. is going to be the biggest differentiating yeah. thing because exactly. everybody could sell the same thing, but there's only one type of person, or th I guess there's only you who sees things a certain way or who's gone through that experience. Yeah. And that can, so many other people out there could be able to relate better to your story than somebody else's. Yeah, exactly. And it, you know, it took me a long time to realize that because I was like, well, because it comes down to a limiting belief of me not thinking I'm good enough or special enough, you know? But then you, then when you kind of, you know, move away from that, you're like, wait a second, I am unique and my story is different and no one can copy it. So those are things that kind of hold you back too. Exactly. <laughs> and those are like the mindset shifts that you have to make. Yeah. Yeah. So for a lot of people who are maybe at like the, the pre-beginning stage of their business, so they know they want to start a business and they know they want to create something for themselves, but they don't really have an idea yet. So how could mm -hmm. somebody build a business without knowing their zone of genius? Yeah, so it really comes down to your own life experience and um, like figuring out what are, what are things that you're good at already? Uh, or it could be like, what is your life experience? Like, what have you gone through in your life that's kind of interesting or different or, or you know, things that you can share with people and, and they can learn from you. So it's really like a, an exercise in, in like your own life journey <laughs> and like open up like a, a, an Excel sheet. Like this is what I did, was opening up an Excel sheet and just writing a list of these are all the things I'm good at. These are all the things that I'm I like I'm have a certification or, or like education in these are all my experiences. These are all facts about me. Like, you know, then you have this huge list or multiple lists of things 
that you can look at and kind of connect the dots at that point. Like one of my clients, she, um, so she had a concussion, uh, like, mul- like multiple concussions in her life. But, and I'm like, you know what, you can, why don't you create a business around that? Like, this is an experience that you're going through and you, you know, you have all this experience in it and, um, you know, you can help others with their journey going through con- like concussions and concussion, uh, um, sorry, I'm not using the right terminology, but <laughs> you, you get it. So, um, you know, so there's that, but then she also liked spirituality and Reiki and like all of the, you know, all of these modalities and spirituality and like, okay, so you like these both things, like let's connect them and make it like, cause her why was really like, how can I help people get over this like really massive, like journey of healing. So it all connected and it was all like her, why was there? She had this experience and her passions and we all put it together. So it really comes down to connecting the dots and like really looking at your own uh, journey and, and your life journey and all of those great things and putting them together. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those dots are so far apart either that you don't yeah. see the connection <laughs> between them. But as soon as mm-hmm. you start slowly maybe talking about something that you've gone through or it's something that you're passionate about, then it slowly all starts to come together. Because that's that's yeah. exactly how I decided to start my own coaching business around showing up on video was that I took things that like I I was really passionate about and then I took questions mm-hmm. that I got asked all the time and it just kind of came together mm-hmm. all on its own. Yeah. And it's so much better if, if it comes together on its own and it's not left field because you're already like, if you're already in that space of people are asking you questions about it, you, and you have like this community that you're a part of and your Instagram followers all have this thing in common, then it's like the next eventual step is for you to sell something or or create a business around it. But if you have, if you're like starting like, and that's not saying that you can't start from scratch, but there is that extra level that you already created for yourself without even trying. So why not go after that, you know, right off the bat? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And something that I just wanted to point out also, in case anybody doesn't know what a zone of genius is, is it's when you are using like your natural abilities to create something or to to talk about. And these are things that come super easily to you and you just kind of find this natural flow with it. And it doesn't seem like you're you're incompetent at something like you feel very comfortable talking about exactly what you are talking about. And so that's really how you start to excel and how you start to impact a lot of people because you feel confident in what you're doing. Um, So I guess my next question kind of ties into everything we've just been talking about, but why is it so important for you to find your zone of genius in order to create a business that you're aligned with? Mm hmm. And the, the more you can really niche down. And I, when I look at zone of genius, I also think about niching. Like, I feel like those two things are, are fairly related because your zone of genius are not like a hundred of things. It's just like uh, maybe a couple things at most that you're really, really good at. And those couple of things, um, you know, if you can niche down and really figure out, like even start with one thing, like one thing you're really good at. And it could be something like, like you yourself, you're doing videos so that's like you're niching down to that one thing and um, versus like video, social media, this, that, the other mm-hmm. thing, right? So the more you can really niche down, the more you're able to target your marketing, your copywriting, and your entire messaging and business towards that particular thing and that particular client that you're looking for. 
So that, and, and then ultimately that your, your audience will know you for that thing. So it's funny that the same client she's known, she's like, okay, I can be the concussion girl. That's okay. <laughs> but I'm like, that's catchy. Like people will know you for that. And then, you know, that's how you'll get business. Yeah, that's but if you're one. known for too many things, like I, I don't know what she does. I think she does the X, Y, and Z. Then it's, you're just lost in the shuffle. So you really have to lean into the things that you're really good at and what make you authentic and unique and like use those for your, your advantage and um, that will really allow you to get in front of the right people. One thing that I see so often with new coaches is that they think they're really niche down, but in reality, they're still pretty broad. And that creates a lot of overwhelm for them because they don't know, they have like too many things they can talk about. And so they don't actually know what yeah. type of content to create or like what kind of message to put out there. And so I think when you're trying to build a business that you feel super aligned with, and when you're trying to create a business that you feel super confident in that's why it's so important to really niche down and focus on maybe like one or two things that you you really excel at yeah it's, it's funny that you say that like i also i wanted to add that it's important that you're speaking in the language of your audience as well like i made this mistake recently like i was calling myself a mindset and business coach which i think most people in the industry understand but my client and like someone messaged me or like just prospective audience was like messaging me and saying like, what is a mindset? Like, what are you talking about? And then I realized I'm like, I can't be calling myself a mindset coach because my, my audience doesn't understand what mindset means. So what I, I actually just changed it to starting a biz coach because you know, that's what people understand. <laughs> that's what I do. It's really dumbed down. It's very niche. It's very and clear. The, you know, the other thing to, to kind of realize is, how do these relate to search terms? Because ultimately people are searching Google, people are searching Instagram, Pinterest. What are those search terms that they're using? And, you know, are they, they're not going to say like, I'm looking for a mindset coach because this audience is not going to know that they're probably going to write starting a business. So those are kinds of things to keep in mind when you're niching is use the language of your audience. Yeah, that's so important. And I think that when you're in the industry for so long, or when you're so closely tied to the industry, those, those words and that jargon mm -hmm. just becomes part of your natural vocabulary yeah. because you're so <laughs> used to, to saying it. But yeah. to an outsider, as you said, like it makes no sense. <laughs> so true. Yeah. So for new coaches who are in the beginnings of starting their business, what are some of the things that are absolutely necessary for them to focus on? Hmm. I think we get really caught up with starting a business and we have to work hard. We got to put in the hours. I got to work on this. Like even if I have a nine to five, then five to nine, five to 12, I got to work on this every day. That's how I'm going to be successful. But that is like, so not true. Like there's so, there's a huge misconception of hard work will make you successful, but ultimately what you need to do is manage your energy and make self-care a priority and come back to the why. Like if your why is that you like, let's say this is an easy one, but you want to quit your job, right? But so let's say you want to quit your job. Then think about like, are you, do you want to then work 12 hours a day on your own business? No, like you probably want to have freedom, right? You want to maybe travel more or spend time with your family or, or like do a hobby or something, whatever. Right? So with that in mind and your end goal kind of in mind, like live that way now. Like if that's what you're looking for, then like, don't spend like five, like 5 PM to like 12 AM working on your business every day, like work on it. Like maybe you need to do like time blocking and like five, five to seven Monday and Wednesday or, or whatever you want to do or 
whatever, whatever time blocking you want to do, but then also incorporate self-care and these things that you want in your life, like start living these now and like, you know, put in, um, put in a daily walk or like during the day. Um, what else? Like if you like cooking, then start like come up with a new recipe a week or work out or, you know, all these things that you can do. I mean, everybody's probably doing it now in quarantine, but <laughs> the, like, the point is really to, to like start, like make yourself a priority and manage your energy and your self-care. Uh, don't put that on the back burner. Cause like half of the strategy, like there's strategy, but then there's also the, the energy side that a lot of people miss out on that is still just as important. Yeah. And if you're balancing a nine to five and a side business, it can be so easy to burn out at a much mm. faster rate than somebody who's full-time in their business. And I think oh, there's yeah. like a stat out there that's like, I don't know what it is, but it's like so many people will start a business, but only 1% of new businesses will actually make it past that one year mark. And I think that protecting your energy and taking care of your well-being and your mental health is so crucial mm, in order yeah. to make it past that first year mark. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And always, and like your activity should really be revenue generating activities. Like don't do busy work and like vanity stuff, like just focus on what's going to move the needle. Exactly. Exactly. What tips do you have for new coaches who want to build a successful business, but right now it just seems like it's going to be such a long journey ahead of them? Hmm. I mean, yeah, it's, it's really easy to kind of look forward and be like, oh my God, this is so overwhelming. I have so many things to do, but yeah, like just don't, don't think so far ahead and don't worry so much about everything. I think a lot of the times we're so stuck in our heads and we come up with all of these things, um, you know, reasons and, and I have to worry about this and this and this, but then ultimately the, when you actually do the action, it wasn't that hard after all. So uh, like if you're starting out, I would just suggest doing messy action, like do something, like take an action a week if that, if that makes sense to you. Um, like write a blog post, you don't have to share it, but just share your, you know, uh, thoughts on something or start an Instagram account where you write quotes, like just take some messy action in the direction towards your dreams to, to really like get, put something out there, put yourself out there, test different things. It, it's, it's like some people maybe try to be too perfect and, um, you know, like, but done is better than perfect and just trying and, you know, putting yourself out there is better than like not doing anything at all. And then again, waiting the two years and procrastinating and being in the same place. Exactly. I think that's a message that every new coach or new business owner needs to hear is that no matter how messy the action is, it's still action and it's still getting you a little bit closer to your goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and sharing so much wisdom and value to yeah. my listeners. Where can people find you? Yeah, you can, you can find me on Instagram, Zenroco. Um, and then that's kind of where I hang out mostly. And then my website is zenro.co. Perfect. Well, yeah. I will put the links for those in the show notes below. Great. And if you guys enjoyed this episode, then go find Jazz on Instagram and tell her any, any of your thoughts about it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This has been really fun. Of course. You just finished listening to an episode of the Build Your Own Business podcast. I really hope you found it valuable and you got some information that you can take away to start building a profitable online business. 
It would mean so, so much to me if you could take the time to subscribe and share it with your friends on social media so this message can reach hundreds of other ambitious entrepreneurs. While you wait for the next episode, you can find me hanging out at schneierclark.co on Instagram. Until then, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.